Welcome to the Business Intuition Podcast, the place where you can learn to trust your intuition to make business decisions without having to meditate for hours, wear crystals, or give up on coffee or wine. You don't have to leave your IQ at the door. Embrace intuitive intelligence to create a business that lights you up and finally experience the success that you deserve. Hello everyone, I'm coming for another episode of um, the Intuitive Revolution in Business. And today we're going to talk about the um, I in EPIC, in my EPIC framework. So this is the third in a series of three, uh, four episodes uh, that spell out the word EPIC. Uh, we've done energy, we've done prosperity. Today I'm super excited to do intuition because it is at the core and the heart of this podcast. And next week, we're going to, not next week, in four weeks' time, because we do this cycle, we're going to talk about the triple C. And I'll explain to you what the triple C is closer to the date. So for those of you uh, watching on YouTube, you will have noticed that I have a special background with my book. Uh, you can see the book cover. So if you're on the podcast only, why not head over to... Uh, YouTube just to have a look because I just love the, the book cover and I, I hope you will like it too. Uh, my book is going to be coming out next week. Uh, I'm going to do an in-person event locally next to Bristol where I live in the UK uh, at a very luxurious uh, local hotel which is at the junction of the M4 M5. So if you can make it head over to buy your ticket right now on my website, theintuitiverevolution.co.uk. If you go to the book section, you will then select Intuitive Revolution in Business. And um, there's two, um, two types of tickets. Regular tickets are 15 pounds. It includes my presentation where I'll explain to you how to do, um, how to connect to your intuition uh, on demand. And it will include a glass of wine and a, an opportunity to purchase a copy of my book and the companion workbook, The Decision Journal. Now, if you want a, a bad, um, like a, a VIP experience, the ticket is £77 and you will have all that the regular people get. But on top of it, you will be... Uh, I will be signing the book for you. So the, the book price will be included in your ticket as well as, as the companion journal. Uh, I will probably spend a little bit of time chatting with you whilst we do the dedication. So it's also an opportunity to socialize because um, the event is, is three hours. The first hour is, is with the regular tickets. And after that, um, we say goodbye and thank you to the regular tickets. And we spend two hours together um, dedicating the book, having chats, doing whatever people do when they get together in person, which is very exciting in these pandemic times. Um, and you also get a 15 minute um, business Akashic record session that you can either do on the day or uh, in Zoom at a later time. So that's for my, my book launch. And, and this will be live stream as well on my page. So if you haven't liked my page yet, it's called The Intuitive um, Revolution in Business on Facebook. 
Uh, and so just to remind you on, on YouTube, it's called uh, The Intuitive Revolution with Ange. Right, let's get to the topic now about intuition. Now, it's kind of interesting because in my old podcast, and some of you will know about my old podcast, which I've taken offline, which was called High Vibe Monday, I had an episode called The, Fifth, uh, the 50 Shades of Intuition. And I was wondering whether to do it again or do something completely different. And I've decided to do something completely different. I would be very interested to know if you uh, would like to have the opportunity to subscribe to my old podcast through a sort of Patreon or subscription through um, Apple Podcast. Because that's something, you know, I've poured my heart into that old podcast. 88 episodes where I share everything I've learned on my journey, uh, my entrepreneurial journey. So it goes from, you know, how to do a Facebook Live, how to become visible uh, in your business, uh, on how to create a freebie, all that sort of stuff. It's all in there. So if you're interested, email me at ange at theintuitionrevolution.co.uk. And depending on how much take I have from it, uh, I will offer it as a subscription. So I'm not going to do the 40 shades of intuition, but, 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 but. We're going to do something completely different and even better. So first, when you talk about something, you look at the definition of it. or And I like to look at the etymology because I am a linguist. Um, I speak three languages, actually three and a half. My native language is French, just in case you hadn't guessed, which is pretty obvious. Um, I speak fluent Spanish and fluent English and a little bit of Finnish, even though I lived a whole year there, but I forgot most of it. So the uh, origin of intuition comes from Latin and then carried on to Middle French and Middle English. But it's really interesting because in Middle English, it took a different sense than the Middle French. I'm going to focus on the Middle French because I find it more interesting. And in Middle French, intuition meant to know right? To know from observation, not from thinking. So there's a cognition aspect and it's to look at, to consider, to observe. So there's the aspect of observing, right? And I think there's several things to unpack here. The fact that it means to observe is huge. And intuition also means to know, just to know, okay? So there's that connoisseur, I like the word, French word as well, connoisseur. In English, I think you say connoisseur, something like that. So the definitions I found on the internet um, were something along the lines of immediate cognition without the use of conscious rational processes. I, my own words are a form of intelligence that does not require thinking. I like to keep things simple so people understand. So let's explore those two words, to know and to observe, shall we? So observe. I want you to realize that we as observers come with our filters. I don't know if you've seen, but there's a cat meme uh, going around the internet at the moment uh, where you have three black cats and the meme says that there's four cats and you can't see the fourth one because you think there's gonna be a fourth black cat but the other cat is actually camouflaged. Now, I think this is very, um, very potent and very relevant to what we're talking about here. 
because if you expect the fourth cat to be black, you will not see it. And the first time I saw the meme, I couldn't find the fourth cat. Now, this is very important because it, it, it illustrates how, as observers, we have our filters and our expectations can actually prevent us from seeing the obvious um, for getting the intuition that um, is coming to us. This also leads me to tell you, because I one of my pet um, hate is people talking about meditation all the time in order to increase intuition. And I don't believe that's the case. And I think the best tool from what from this definition of observing, the best tool to get your intuition to, to the next level is to work on your biases, clear up your beliefs, know yourself, have an open mind, look at everything with a spirit of curiosity and develop a keen sense of observation, right? So there's a whole reflection piece that needs to come in. Um, that doesn't come with meditation. Meditation alone doesn't do any of that stuff, right? So reflection and everything that I've said. Now let's move on to the word to know. How do we know what we know? <laughs> so first of all, we want, if, with knowledge, we have to look at ignorance. With knowledge, we have to look at bias. With knowledge, we have to look at education, but also the dark side of education, which is conditioning, right? What you want when you want to access your intuition, you want to access pure knowledge. It's almost like a clear state, clear seeing, clear knowing. It's not that easy because again, you have to peel some layers off because not everything that you have learned is true or helpful, right? And in a way I've been reflecting a lot on my autism and I've come to the conclusion that it's been uh, an asset for my intuition because I have a resistance to conditioning. And so do my kids, by the way, it's not just me. It's most autistic people have a resistance to conditioning. Uh, we will not be um, roped into anything. We question everything. I, I used to drive my mom and all my teachers absolutely crazy. Crazy, sorry, because they, if they would say something, I would say, why? Tell me why. And I think if I couldn't see the point of it, I wouldn't do it. And all my kids are the same. And I love them to bits for that. Uh, because in a way, it, it, it helps you to remain authentic to yourself. Now, I'm not saying that it was a bulletproof um, condition because I learned to mask to be safe because it wasn't safe to be me. So I was conditioned to a certain extent. But I also resisted a lot of the conditioning from my environment, my initial environment, which was pretty unsavory in several ways. You know, there were issues around um, obsession over beauty and being slim. There was um, racism. There was um, anti-Semitism and all sorts of things that, that really um, I had to unlearn. But at the same time, I can see how my intuition stopped me from buying into all the things that people were doing around me because it didn't feel right. Uh, and it actually started when I was eight years old, when I said to my dad, I don't want to do my confirmation in, in the Catholic church because it didn't feel right. And luckily he was, he loved me enough to uh, honor my wish, even though it probably 
um, was very difficult for him because he was a very, very purist man. Right, so um, there's a lot of things that didn't feel right in Catholicism. And one of them, for example, and, and autism again was a big part of it, is that I didn't understand why we only had one life to live and then that was it. We only had one chance. Now, who would live, life is so complex and so rich and so sometimes challenging. Why would we have only one chance? And why would we have, for example, only an opportunity to be male or female? That didn't make sense to me. So I've come to intuition with a sense of logic, the logic of intuition, which is it doesn't make sense that for someone to say something to me. And then because I knew that, I was able to peel off that layer and get to what really made sense. And what my intuition said to me is that we are eternal beings and reincarnation is the thing. And then that's fun because as I have um, become a mother and I had children, every single one of them taught me about, uh, told me about their past lives. So that was, that was the confirmation of that intuition I had deep in my bones, despite my conditioning. So it's the knowing without the intellect. And for that reason, we need to learn how the mind works, okay? Now, when you have a thought and, and to, to distinguish between thought and intuition, and I have a little drawing here that I'm going to show. Oops, I can't actually, I need to, to uh, because of my background, I can't really show my notebook, but let's say I'm gonna describe it. Um, I have a little drawing here where I have two little trains with a gap in between. And the gap in between, there's a bubble that comes up, okay? And this is what happens with intuition. You have trains of thoughts and there's a gap and then there's a bubble. There's like a single thought that will pop up that has nothing to do with what you were thinking. And so you know that it's not coming from your thinking pattern, if that makes any sense. Now, there's a big, big issue that we have in our society is that we worship the intellect. And... I understand where we've come to that. I understand that we've come from a word of superstition and superstition is, is nasty. Uh, in fact, it's that it's the first chapter of my book. I talk about intuition versus superstition. So we don't want to go back to the dark ages where, you know, a finger was pointed at you and then uh, you were um, taken down by the Inquisition and killed or boiled. And then if you, of course, if you didn't survive the boiling, then that was that you were you were a sinner or whatever it is. Although sometimes I need to say that the way that people um slash celebrities or rich people or um you know like it's almost like the uh, you know using a bone to to point at someone it, it reminds me of the middle ages and I, I would really wish that we would all evolve out of this mentality of trying to take down people who are successful more successful than us so that uh, we feel better about our lives because they're back down where we belong and so everybody you know is level field but let's go back to the difference between thoughts and intuition. So when you think, so there's the thoughts that you think and the thoughts that you don't think. And I know that sounds really simple and silly, but the thoughts that you think, they often come from someone else. They have a commonality. Uh, it's psychological associations. And some of it is manipulation as well. And I did a bit of research and it said that there's three types of thoughts. There's convergent, divergent, and lateral. 
Uh, so convergent is logical, divergent is imagination, and lateral is a combination of both. But all these come from the thoughts that you think, even your imagination, because they form a train of thought. There's a logic that, that lines up your ducks, so to speak. And you know that you get from one to the other and it makes sense in a sort of way. Whereas uh, your intuition, it will just be a bubble that pops up. So what you need to do is to observe your thoughts with curiosity, but you also need to declutter your mind, right? That is really, really important. Our minds are so full of stuff. It's just incredible. I don't even know how we manage to function. And we pour more stuff into our minds constantly with the, you know, what we consume, uh, what we listen to, the distractions, so to declutter your mind, the first thing I encourage you to do is to get an A3 paper and write keywords of all the stuff that you're thinking of. Uh, but you need to set the intent that this is going to empty your mind. Not that you're going to hang on to all these thoughts because you don't want to forget them, okay? And in the, in the process of decluttering your mind, there will be, for some people, meditation will help. But for most people, you need to journal, you need to empty that mind. And after you've done the mental declutter, you need to find an activity that switches your mind off, right? And I'm going to give you some examples of what can help and everybody will be different. But spending time in nature, laughing, exercising, dancing, crafting, these are the things that can take you out of your mind and more into your body. These are, this is the thing as well, is that people think that intuition comes through the mind. It comes through the body and very often it comes through the heart or when you're in your heart center rather than in your mind. So physical declutter is also important because it's difficult to have a clear mind in a busy uh, or cluttered house or office or wherever it is that you are at one point in time, okay? So you wanna declutter your, your space you want to create routines, you want to let go of the past, and you want to try and focus on one thing. And I was watching, I can't remember his name, let me see if I can reach my phone and check his name right now, but I was watching a TED talk by the, the guy who created the bullet journal, who actually um, suffers from, well, I'm not going to say suffers, he has ADHD, and he was explaining how uh, he created the bullet journal to help himself focus, sorry. Um, and that, so his name is Ryder Carroll, Ryder Carroll. And I had no idea that actually he had ADHD and that he created bullet journaling to help himself. But this is a great way to empty your mind, organize your thoughts, prioritize your thoughts. Um, it's very effective. And in fact, all my notes for the podcast are um, created as a bullet journal. Um, so the, the thing you also need to do is to learn to say no so that you banish the fear of missing out, okay? Now, we're coming to the juicy bit. You also need to identify your fears and clear them. It's almost like I drew a, a picture of a tree where you prune all the, the, the branches because your mind is so busy and there's so much in there that if you, if you don't prune it, then you can't think clearly. 
So you need to par down your to-do list, but let's go back to the fear thing because I skipped over it a little bit and I want to go more in depth. What I want you to do now is to pause this podcast and grab a journal, grab a timer, put 15 minutes and write all the fears that you feel right now, maybe about intuition, but if you want to choose another topic, it doesn't matter. And just write all your fears for 15 minutes and don't hold back. Don't think that there's a fear that's more ridiculous than another. Everything will help. And I'll explain to you in a minute, okay? This is a task that I've set in chapter two of my book and that we're going through in the book club with the people who have purchased the ebook. So um, if you purchase my book either between now and the 18th of November, it's only 4.44. You need to sign up for my list though. So I'm going to add the list, the link to join my author's list. And because the price will go up on the 18th of November, and you also get free access to a book club where I have prompts every day to help you go through the book, but more importantly, to help you apply the knowledge of the book into your own life so that you progress with your intuition. Now, on Tuesday last week, that's exactly what I did. I did the prompt together with all the people who are already in the club for day two, chapter two. And I journaled for 15 minutes on my fear around my book launch, you know, um, teaching intuition and etc. And if I hadn't done that, I would have never known one of the fears that came last. The ones that come last are the ones that usually are the most resistance because fear is like the bottom of a lake. It will sit under your consciousness and you won't be aware of your fears until you fish for them, so to speak. I remember uh, when I did my first five-day challenge, which at the time was for, um, I was a book coach, so it was to have people get started writing their books. I had a girl in the challenge said, I have no fears around writing my book because fear was day four. Actually, no, it was day three, clear your fears. And, but she hadn't written her book. So I said to her, are you sure? Because why are you not writing your book? It's not happening. And it turned out that she actually had lots of fears and they only came out when she started writing the book. She wasn't conscious of them until she took action. So one way that you can do that is also through journaling. And what I discovered last Tuesday was that I had a fear about teaching intuition uh, on a big scale because I was afraid that this would actually empower manipulator. Because I've met people who call themselves psychics or intuitive and who tell other people, my intuition tells me that you should do this or that, or my guides tell me that you should do this or that. No, we don't do that. Intuition is for you and you don't give um, any advice to anyone else unless it is asked or paid for. Okay. But this is a fear that I have deep inside that instead of helping people uh, sort of like um, uncover lies and know when people are not being honest, that is actually going to serve the people who are already not honest. I had no idea I had that fear in me. So that was very interesting to be able to dig it out. Okay. I want you to understand that fear is a shape shifter. And, it, and as long as you don't identify your fear, it is powerful. It has a hold on you. So you need to identify these fears in order for them to lose their power over you. Does that make sense? 
And fear also wears a mask. So it has a vested interest in keeping you small. So it will do anything to keep you where you are and stop you from taking action. So it can even disguise itself as wisdom. Right, where were we with this whole thing? So yeah, what, what I wrote in my notes is that fear is here, has a vested interest in keeping your the limitations of your own mind. So it will play mind games with you. Mine is very, very clever. But ultimately, you need to free yourself of the cage of your own mind limitations, okay? That's really, really important. And you can do that by embracing a spirit of curiosity. So I'm going to give you a, a couple of little questions that you can ask yourself that are going to loosen that um, those beliefs, uh, those blocks, maybe those fears. So curiosity comes with words such as, I wonder, what would it take? What if I knew? What if I didn't know? And what if there was no problem? Okay, we want to keep it simple. And we want to keep it open, as open as possible. To kind of sort of finish on this episode, I wanted to show you what intuition can do for you. Because I've now been on my journey of intuition for decades. And it is powerful. So let's have a look at what it can do for you. It can set you free. It can show you the right path. It can free you from the past. It can inspire you. It can uplift you. It can guide you. It can take you back to you. It can create success on your terms. It can light up your life. It can energize you. It can bring more fun, more joy, more success. All that with ease and flow. And it can also bring people and situations to you. So I'm inviting you today to join the intuition revolution in business. But I was shown this morning something super exciting is that the next book is going to be about the intuitive revolution in politics, which is going to be even more exciting because it's going to be a book for both politicians, but also all of us citizens of the world. So if you want to go and download the first three chapters of the intuition revolution, uh, the intuition revolution in business, go um, in the show notes, you will find the link to download the first three chapters, and then it will lead you on to being able to purchase my book at the uh, pre-launch or soft launch price for the insiders. You have until the 18th of November to do that. That's only 10 days. So don't waste any time and come and join us in the book club. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening or watching on YouTube. Please make sure that you rate and review this podcast if you haven't done it yet and share as much as possible with other people. We want to kick this revolution in style. Thank you. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Intuition Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe Give us a rating, and if you haven't done it yet, write a review so that more listeners can enjoy this podcast. Don't forget to join my free group on Facebook, Business Intuition for Female Entrepreneurs. And go onto my website to download my free workbook, 
on the four steps to trust your intuition in business. My website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk.